I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Everybody. This is Apologies Accepted, the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet. I always say it that way. Did I start it? Did I start it wrong? I you gave me a look, kind of like, what are you doing? Oh no, I was looking at myself. Oh okay, <laughs> of course, always looking at. <laughs> I mean, please. <laughs> Why not? Um, so what's shaking bacon? So we went to a concert last night, yippee, which is very cool. Um, And you said it was at some barbecue place? There's this concert venue in downtown Austin, and it's kind of on the edge of downtown Austin. It's called Stubbs, and now Mm -hmm. everybody in Austin is going to be like, it's not on the edge of downtown Austin, wherever it is, it's downtown, right? (laughs) But it's not the fucking, I'm going to fight with these people who don't exist about the location right. of this bar that they have not even spoken, whatever. So um, it's an outdoor venue. I'm going to guess there's some restaurant component to it because it's called oh, Stubbs okay. Barbecue, but I never okay. found the restaurant part. Anyway, it's a big backyard. It's dusty. There's oak trees. Um, and and it was cool initially. I really enjoyed it. We were going to see a band, Franz Ferdinand, and it's a band from Scotland. And so because they're from Scotland, James has to go and support them. I see. Right. Of course. So we went and not really my kind of, I mean, I like indie rock. Fine. Cool. Yeah. But I would never put Franz Ferdinand on to listen to. Right. Right. But I won't walk out of a room if it's playing. Okay. Fair enough. There we go. So there's the, there's the threshold and the roof. <laughs> so anyway, um, so it was cool at first. Um, w- there were a lot of hipsters, and th- it was just real mellow, and it was a nice energy, and I was really enjoying the people. Um, a lot of, mm-hmm. like, uh, may- alternative mainstream-type characters. There we go. Um, yeah. There. And then I saw a guy with a beard in front of you in one of the pictures you sent me that totally looked hipster. That guy with the beard had the like really weirdest dance move. And I don't mean to dance oh, shame really? anybody because I cannot dance. Uh-huh. Right? But, right. But what I liked about it was he was having a great time and That's he cool. and his girlfriend both stood in place and danced and they were pretty vigorous moves. But at the same time, <laughs> They weren't crashing into people, and they weren't wildly irresponsible with their body movements. What? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was this mother and father and two kids who showed up, right? This drop of, of normal middle-class suburbia in the sea of unwashed tattooed hippies. And <laughs> she was not having the dancing. And she kept oh, no. looking at her husband and making faces, right? And the more faces she made, the madder I got. Because it was like, this guy is just here. And I really wanted to say something to her, 
right? And then it was like, really? who are you, Theo? You're you're not like <laughs> the protector of hipsters. Well, what I wanted to say yeah, to her was, yeah. hey, listen, if it's bothering you that much, move. Right. There's no seats. Just get up and walk 10 right. feet away. Right. right. You're not tied to your husband. Yeah. You can walk away from your husband. If you yeah, find totally. it that weird, just migrate your family elsewhere. Um, so, so I, so for the first half of it, I was like, okay, I understand why people like concerts. If they can be like, I hate concerts. Right. Um, but the only concerts I've been to have been like sort of stadium concerts where you go and you sit in a chair right. and it's like, uh, and then you're there for yeah. three hours and it's just a punishment yeah. because you wanted to go and hear the band. Um, right. So, so I didn't like that. I haven't been to a lot of small concert venues, um, okay. Those are kind of fun. They, well, so that's the the sense I had, right? Like, oh, I might like this. Mm-hmm. But the more people there were, the more opportunities there were for me to be annoyed. So I think it just gets of down course. to I don't like crowds. Um, yeah. What a long story about a concert. Uh, well, I, you said you liked the opening band. Um, Wunderbar. And Wunderbar. Guy came out and he said, hi, we're Wunderbar. And took that to mean that they were fine and having a great time. I didn't know that was the band name. That was their name. I had to That's look funny. them up when you asked me via text, like, who are they? Right? Uh, I, like, I have no fucking clue. But, I mean, you know, they were fun. They were bouncy. And, and it was cool. And, yeah, so it was it was nice. Um, what about you? What's Shake and Bacon? Um, well, my dog had her dental cleaning, um, which I think I've mentioned in the last uh, podcast. So that went well, thank God. She's recovering now. Um, she, they had to remove seven teeth, which seems oh. like a lot of teeth for a dog. Brent was like, how many teeth do dogs have? <laughs> I don't know. More than seven, but not many, I don't think. <laughs> so they almost had to remove all her teeth. Um, but she was kind of bummed out about it the day after. But she seems to be doing better now. She's cheerful and she's... Uh, doesn't seem to be in pain so that's good um and it cost like four thousand dollars so that was uh, not a surprise they gave us an estimate and all that sort of thing but i mean i i could have bought something pretty nice for four thousand dollars yeah. well but but worth i'm glad it. her teeth are better of course sorry what totally worth the money Oh, totally worth the money. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, and then let's see what else. Yeah, I told you in a previous podcast, I think it was an apology accepted or who's sorry now that I had this friend that I had accidentally ghosted. Yes. And Yes. And her name is Karen. I know she's not listening because who knows about this podcast? Just us. But um, her name is Karen. She's a sweetheart. And I actually went and texted her um, after thinking about it for a couple of weeks uh, I texted her, you know, is this still Karen? Because it's been like, I mean, it's been literal years. So I, I think three or four years since I talked to her. Um, so I'm like, this is going to be totally weird, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I did it. I was like, um, is it, hey, is this still Karen? And she texted me back after a month. And then she was like, I was on vacation. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair. Um, you know, a month is nothing compared to four years. So, but then she was like, you know, how, how are you? And she sent me the little hug emoji and uh, whatever. So uh, I texted her back that we should get together when I get back from Arizona because I'm going to Arizona in a couple weeks. And, and she was like, totally, I would like that. So maybe I have a friend. Or maybe you'll never hear from her again. She'll just be like, that's possible. This is what it felt like. (laughs) 
oh no, I've been ghosted before, so I know what it's like. You don't need to show me. Um, and I have not gone to see the Dahlias in Golden Gate Park yet. I think, still still want to do it, but I just haven't done it. Um, and the other thing is, okay, you're going to laugh. So I am trying. Have you heard of Upneek? I'm sorry, of what? U-P-N-E-E-Q. It is this drop that you put in your eye and it makes your eyes bigger. <laughs> Where is it? I need it. What is this thing? You, you can get it from your dermatologist and I just got it and I haven't, I haven't tried it yet, but um, I'm just curious to see how that works. And then the other thing I'm trying is Latisse, which you've probably heard of, which makes your eyelashes longer. I have heard of that. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be sorry if I go blind in the next couple of weeks. That'll be why this combination probably is illegal and uh some i got it from two different doctors so actually now that i think about it they don't know that i'm on the other one so maybe i should tell them <laughs> do you go to the same pharmacist uh yeah i do oh no i don't they they come in the mail they ship them to me oh dang so different places okay yeah talk to so, somebody real quick i mean i'm sure it's fine i will talk to somebody i'm sure it's fine but uh yeah but how but, awful if you go blind and then all of a sudden for the rest of your life everybody's like you have the most beautiful eyelashes your eyes, your eyelashes are so thick and your eyes are so big. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, thank you. That's all that really matters, you know. Right. Um, it doesn't matter if you can see it. Yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, and the other thing that is freaking me out lately is the whole polio and monkeypox thing is really getting to me. What about so polio? Like, um, uh, polio is back in New York. How? It, it is. Uh, somebody got one of the... the um, the oral vaccine, which they don't give you anymore in the U.S. because I think it's live or something okay. or it's attenuated. And somebody got one in Europe and came to the U.S. and they actually got polio from it. And then it was it was given to other people through that person. So it's uh, it's in New York now and they're expecting it to spread even further. And I'm oh, like fuck. totally freaked out about it, even though we already had the polio vaccine. You can get a booster for it. And it's not I mean. I don't want polio. I don't want monkeypox either, but I really don't want polio. Well, monkeypox is pretty easy to avoid. Like, just don't let anybody ever well, touch you and don't touch any surface. You'll be fine. <laughs> I don't touch any surfaces throughout my day, so I should be fine. Right. Except in my home, which is probably free of monkeypox. So. All right. Well, I guess I won't worry about that too much, but um, I'm going to get my polio booster and I'm going to get the monkeypox shot as soon as it's available. There's something about smallpox vaccine that also works against yeah. monkeypox, I think, but it does. don't hold me to that. I, well, so I don't know, because all, all the news stories that I see about monkeypox vaccine is are that, like, there's not enough vaccine around, right? And so... Well, there is a monkeypox vaccine. There is a monkeypox vaccine. And the smallpox vaccine is not very um, available. So ah. that's why they're saying that. Well, it's hard to get hold of. There's not much of it. And they were only giving it to since smallpox had been eradicated. They were only giving it to people who worked with smallpox in the lab, for example. So because it's I mean, it's eradicated in, in the, the wild population, but it's still they still work with it in labs. The wild population. So like hipsters can't get it. But <laughs> I was so safe last night from monkeypox. I didn't even know it. Oh, my God. I'm scared. You're probably going to get monkeypox now. One of the pox. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's going to be avoid disease, avoid this disease, avoid some other disease. And next year will be a new disease. And the rest of our lives will just be. I plan to avoid them all. 
So I may never, I may never see you again, Theo, in person, because I may never see anyone again in well. person. I invited Karen to go have a cup of coffee or take a walk without thinking that um, I am not seeing people to take a walk or have coffee with. So how am I going to go with Karen? I could probably take a walk. That would be okay. I think you're going to be okay for a walk. I have hugged people who have COVID and didn't oh catch God. it. Well, more than one time, like four different times this year. On purpose? No, not a. <laughs> no, like I would, you know, like, uh, I know. Yeah. I know. Anyway, I I've had yeah. by all rights, I should have COVID by now. I'm glad you don't, uh, but I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I mean, I could have had it and not know it. So who knows? I'm definitely immune. That's what I've decided. Okay. That's good. I'm glad. Um, all right. So that's it for me. That's all my shaking. That's all my bacon. Um, today on the podcast. Now let's talk about a ham. (laughs) Oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Kevin Spacey. Um, do you know, did you know who Kevin Spacey was before this? I totally did know who Kevin Spacey was. Of course you did. But I didn't know (laughs) pre allegations. I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything about the allegations. He was just one of those vanilla, very famous, private, quiet life actors that whenever you see on screen, you're like, they're probably a really good guy. Right. 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 I always liked his acting. I didn't know what kind of person he was. I didn't speculate because I didn't care that much, but I always liked his acting. So I've seen most of the films that he's been in, I think, and enjoyed them. Um, So, yeah, he's a well-known American actor and producer. He started out as a stage actor in the 1980s and uh, went on from there to do film and television. He's received a number of awards, including two Academy Awards, a Tony, and four Screen Actors Guild Awards. Some of his most famous roles were in Glengarry Glen Ross, which is one of my favorite movies, Seven, which is really good, The Usual Suspects, also really good, American Beauty, eh, and the political television drama House of Cards, which I really enjoyed until I stopped watching it for whatever reason. Um, it got before, boring before after season happened. three. Bye. I think that's right. That's yeah. Totally, yep. Yeah. And I really liked what's her name. What was her name? Robin was, Wright. And she's what happened to awesome. Her? She, I don't know where she's at now, but I don't know she's, she's perfectly fine. She was great. She was so good in that Oh, role. she's really um, good. Yeah. Really enjoyed her in that uh, series. So um, uh, in 2008, Spacey started the Kevin Spacey Foundation in the UK to encourage youth involvement in the arts, particularly, particularly theater. And he was also a patron of the Shakespeare Schools Festival, a charity that enables school children across the UK to perform Shakespeare in professional theaters. In 2017, he was accused by actor Anthony Rapp, one of the original cast members in the musical Rent, of having made a sexual advance toward him 31 years prior, when Spacey was 26 and Rapp was 14. Spacey apologized via tweet for what he said would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. A little more than that, Kevin Spacey, but um, we'll move on from now. But he was drunk, and so, you know, uh, come on. I would never assault... I, no matter how drunk I was, no matter how drunk I was when I was 26, I would never have assaulted a 14 year old. Oh, come on. I mean, unless I thought that the 14 year old was 26, but I don't think that's possible. And even then, you would have assaulted them. He just would have been like, I totally would have. Here's my phone them. number. Call me and I'll ignore <laughs> you later. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't tend to assault people. Um, 
Spacey apologized via tweet. I said that in a BuzzFeed report, um, Anthony Rapp alleged that Spacey, whose legal name is Kevin Fowler, his name is actually Kevin Spacey Fowler, and he took off the Fowler for his, his art. Um, he assaulted Rapp in a Manhattan apartment at a party after befriending him when they both worked on Broadway. Rapp claimed a visibly intoxicated Spacey picked him up, placed him on a bed, climbed on top of him, and made a sexual advance before Rapp was able to leave. So despite the resulting Twitter apology from Spacey, Rapp went on to sue Spacey in 2020 for sexual assault, sexual battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress under the Child Victims Act. So I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the Child Victims Act was um, passed in 1920-2020, and there was a period of time after it was passed that you were allowed to make charges for old assault cases. So that's why he was able to do it so many years after the fact, I think. That's what I think I read. Um, It could be. There was something about how, um, it's not the moratorium. uh, Oh, I can't think of the phrase now. Statute of limitations. Thank you, that's the phrase. Uh, Yeah. uh, This was something that gave victims an opportunity to sue despite the passage of time. And that feels more rare than usual because it seems like laws are typically they make it harder for people to sue gun manufacturers or rapists, right? right? At least lately, for sure. Oh, yeah. If you want to start. Right. So, yeah. So, so rap sued and, and Spacey then changed the story to say that the allegations were false and never happened. And even if they did happen, they were not serious enough to qualify under the uh, Child Victims Act. So I guess he's not, um, his claims are not holding up and there will be a trial in October of this year, 2022. So we will find out if Kevin Spacey is guilty in October or thereabouts. Um, So when these allegations came out, uh, the House of Cards final season filming was suspended and Spacey was forced to pay about $30 million for breach of contract for violating the studio's sexual harassment policy, in part because several people on the House of Cards set um, claimed that he would assault them. One former crew member claimed that on the set, Spacey would say hello, greet them, shake their hand, and pull their hand down to his crotch or touch their crotch. No, Kevin Spacey. Not good. A lot of crotch grabbing with Kevin Spacey's story. He was assaulting people right and left. So 15 other people came toor- came forward alleging similar abuse, including Boston anchorwoman Heather Unruh, who alleged that Spacey sexually assaulted her son, filmmaker Tony Montana, actor Robert Cavazos, Richard Drives' son, Harry, and eight people who worked on House of Cards, like I said. Um, Justin Dawes, a fellow accuser, claimed Spacey invited him over for a house party in Connecticut in 1988 when Dawes was 16 and Kevin Spacey was 29. Dawes agreed to provide testimony in Anthony Rapp's case, and he stated under oath that Spacey invited him and a friend to what they thought would be a party, but what turned out to be just the three of them. And who hasn't had that happen to them? That is so common um Dawes said spacey gave them i think it is happened to me um i hate parties never happened to you? no i hate parties i oh, would never go, go to <laughs> <laughs> hey Thea, we're having a party at our house you want to come have fun I, no i'm busy that day no. forever Dawes said spacey gave them two alcoholic drinks each as gay pornography played on a television nearby um and Dawes said that after his friend left the room to maybe use the bathroom spacey reached out and touched him at one point his hand was on my leg you know i thought it was mildly uncomfortable Dawes testified i thought it was kind of you know probing of a sexual nature to see just how comfortable i was with that i don't really remember reacting in any way i just kind of froze 
Um, and then he said that after he figured out that nobody else was coming to the so-called party, he and his friend left. And he was 16. He was 16 and, and Spacey was 29. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A little bit of a, of a difference there and very, very creepy. A lot of a difference there. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I watch, what do you call this, TikToks, uh -huh. I don't always realize that the people are really young. Like sometimes there's this one girl that I watched for a while and she turned out to be 14 and I screamed and, and blocked her because it was just, I, I can't watch, I can't be watching teenagers, but still, like you said, I still wouldn't be assaulting people. Right. Like, I, you know, yeah. No matter, no matter what mistake I made about their age, I would not be assaulting them. Well, and so this is going to sound creepy because of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. But... I think it's perfectly fine to enjoy content that's created by a younger creator, right? I think where it gets inappropriate is when adults start commenting, right? Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. where it's like, I can enjoy watching you play your violin or drawing your thing or right. doing your dance right. move, right? Shake your ass. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so th within that, <laughs> there are limits, right? Right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Keep your shirt on, everybody, and I will enjoy your content, gross. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah, hear it you. is possible um, to mistake a That's true. It, it, just, it just freaks me out when I find out that people are that young, and I'm like, I got nothing to do with young people. I, I, I can't relate. Um, I'm just... I'm too old. So anyway, anyway, um, another dude called Andrew Holtzman alleged that Spacey forcibly groped him during the summer of 1981 when they were in an office of the New York Shakespeare Festival's public theater. According to Rapp's filing, um, this was also obviously filed during Rapp's uh, case, Spacey grabbed Holtzman's crotch and began rubbing and grinding his erection on Holtzman. Gross. And then there was a separate sexual battery case in um, against Spacey by a massage therapist, which was rejected by the Los Angeles prosecutors because, unfortunately, the accuser died. And how are you going... Why would you assault a massage therapist? <sighs> Seriously. You're paying Seriously. them to touch you, and and they probably don't want to be doing that, or they're just there they're doing their interested. job. Yeah, They're working. Leave them alone. Right. Totally. That's what I think. I mean, if they approach you, I mean, maybe that's one thing. That's like a whole other... Um, uh, prostitution thing, I guess, but uh, I don't know anything about any of this. So, well, if they approach me, go. they're going to have to pay me, <laughs> right? Just to be real clear Good with point. everybody, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah. So, Spacey was recently charged with four counts of sexual assault against three men in the UK. These charges stem from investigations that began after Rapp's initial allegation, and they all took place allegedly during Spacey's tenure as artistic director of London's Old Vic Theatre. The criminal charges were announced while he had Spacey attended a hearing for Rapp's civil suit, and he was charged with four counts of sexual assault against three men, I said that, along with a count of causing someone to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent. So that's serious. I mean, it's all serious, but that's also serious. Uh, Spacey says he's innocent, and the old Vic um, said it had received 20 allegations of inappropriate behavior against Spacey, with the theater's artistic director calling the claims a shock and disturbing surprise. Well, okay, yes, right. A shock oh, and disturbing surprise, sure. But at the same time, it's, more than that. it's a running joke with cast and crew that Kevin Spacey is going to check your junk. Gross. So, 
somebody at the theater so knew what was happening, knows. right? They made they knew yeah. all along. You're saying? Well, I don't yeah. know that they knew that it was going to be like 20, but I'm sure they knew that uh, Kevin's a little handsy with the with the crew. Jesus Christ! So meanwhile, all this going on, him assaulting people right and left, um, he has begun an begun an attempted return to acting. And he's in a movie, like a small budget movie that somebody's making that he started filming last year. And then hes I saw he's cast in a Hungarian historical drama called 1242, which I don't even know what that could be about. But OK, Kevin. Um, so he's, he's still trying to act and people are hiring him to work, even though they may not be the most famous people. He's still working. It's Ooh. over for Kevin Spacey. It just... I hope so. It is. You you don't have 30 people come forward with allegations over decades. And... I mean, that's what I hope. But you see a lot of people who... I mean, like Johnny Depp. Do you think his career is over? No. No, no, no. I mean, he was obviously guilty, though, in in my opinion. I mean, I've got people screaming at me now saying that Amber Heard was the one who was the abuser. But I do not think They're both awful. Amber and Johnny were both awful. Probably. And deserved each other. And sorry, it played out that way, you guys. You both deserve to be abused. <laughs> Listen, don't abuse nice people. Abuse abusers. Have fun. Okay. Problem solved. Fair. I mean, life is not hard. You can figure things out. Yeah. I got it covered. We'll just ask you. Perfect. If we have questions about life. So the apology, um, the Twitter apology that Kevin Spacey wrote after he, um, in 2017, after Anthony Rapp first came forward. Actually, Anthony Rapp came forward sort of in 2001 with an article in, I think it was The Advocate, um, about uh, a person who had been a, who had assaulted him, but he'd never named that person because he was afraid of the backlash that he would suffer for, from naming that person. But he didn't name um, Kevin Spacey until 2017. So soon after that happened, Kevin Spacey put out this Twitter apology saying, I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm beyond horrified to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter because I assaulted so many people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I honestly do not remember. <laughs> My brain took that in as real. I was like, right, huh? I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over 30 years ago. But if I did behave then, as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior, and I am sorry for the feelings he describes having carried with him all these years. The story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. I know that there are stories out there about me, and that some have been fueled by the fact that I have been so protective of my privacy. As those closest to me know, in my life I have had relationships with both men and women. I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. Kevin Spacey. So you'll note that Spacey came out as gay during the apology, and this was criticized. Oh, it sure was, because it's a whole, um, hey, let's change the narrative. Not only that, but it kind of associates assault. Oh, deeply. And, yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. being gay and pedophilia and being gay. Yeah. And that is not good, the, obviously. Uh, a thousand percent. And he didn't do the movement any favors at all. He didn't. 
he absolutely did not do anybody any favors. So um, we don't like you, Kevin Spacey, if that's not obvious. And we're going to criticize your um, your apology now. So did he express regret? Kind of, yeah. Did he explain what went wrong? Uh, he said he was drunk. I don't think that's really an explanation of what went wrong. He did not take responsibility because he said he was drunk, which is obviously pushing off responsibility onto alcohol. Uh, he kind of said he was sorry. He did not offer any repair and he did not ask for forgiveness. So to me, he seems like the kind of guy who thinks any advance from him is a gift. Oh, totally. should be grateful for any attention he bestows on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So boo. Boo to you, Kevin Spacey. I give this apology. What do I give this apology? What do you give this apology? Well, I think about it. I give this apology a one. Um, I'm going to rate it above a zero. I don't know why I'm going to rate it above a zero, but but I am. I'm going to give it a one. Yeah, um, I agree with you, actually, on this one. I think I give it a one, too, because he says, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. He's like not even admitting that he did it. Well, I don't remember it. I would have been drunk if I did do it, etc. So and the move where he or zero. throws respect upon Anthony Rapp as well. Right. Yeah. Which is I have a lot yeah. of respect for him as an actor, etc. Um and so that that bit I liked because what it does is it sets up Anthony Rapp as a truth teller, if you will, right? Right. So right. I like Anthony, I respect him, he's a good actor, and and there's a response. So he so he's validating Anthony Rapp's claim. Without validating. Right. I mean, he's not actually coming out and saying, this happened. And right. Blah. He's saying that Anthony Rapp is a reliable narrator, exactly. so to speak. So, yeah. So, but then he, of course, goes and says, I was drunk. And if, if I did it, I was drunk. And I didn't mean to. But I'm not saying I did it. So, yeah, let's give it a one. I do not accept this apology. No. No, no, no. Yeah. That, nope. Apology not accepted. Don't want it. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um Apologies expected, or who's sorry now? Do you have one? Oh, well, actually, I have a little bit about uh, Kevin himself. Oh, good. Wow. Yes. And so I, mean, I wondered topical. what would lead a person to this other than like power and ego and your libidos and overdrive or whatever, right? Um, but more, it's, it's a power trip when people behave this way. Totally. And so let us look at. Kevin Spacey's life, sort of life. It's his life up until he becomes famous, right? So um, mm -hmm. he was born on July 26, 1959. So his birthday was like last week. And um, as a boy, Spacey's family was complicated, probably the best word to use. His father is a neo-Nazi who espoused beliefs that the right. Jews ran the world and Hollywood, right? Um, right. And apparently, according to Spacey's older brother, sexually molested Spa uh, Spacey's older brother. So yeah. Randy Fowler, who is Spacey's older brother, uh, claims that his father molested him um, starting at uh, when Randy was 12, and that Randy basically told him, you stay away from my younger brother, Kevin, right? Oh, Putting wow. himself in the... This is all according to Randy, right? So, yeah. yes. Um, he Randy also claims that their mother was aware of the abuse. 
Apparently, there's some story about how their dad took the whole family on vacation to a nudist camp. Oh, wow. Which, there's nothing wrong with nudity or nudist camps, but it's just this whole something. So if it's true, very problematic, obviously, gross and sad and awful. And if it's not true, then... (laughs) You're calling nudist gross and sad and awful? Uh, I would no. about our nudist listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the abuse. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. All right. There we All go. All nudists are sad and gross and awful. And <laughs> that is my uncontroversial opinion on, on human skin. Um, so uh, his older sister, Julie, ran away from home when she was 18. One could argue she didn't run away from home. She just moved. But she was 18 right. and she left because... Life was terrible. Um, when their father was ill and sent to the hospital, the family got together again. And by this point, uh, Kevin was successful. And Randy confronted his mother, his sister, and Kevin about their childhood and the abuse and all that. Um, and he was disinvited to the uh, to their father's funeral. And I'm kind of like... Oh, wow really want to go to the funeral of the person who abused right. you like bye have, have a nice death um and so so tough whether or not all of those stories are true it points to a not very emotionally stable upbringing right yeah uh when he was 18 he was sent away to military school but he was expelled for throwing a tire at another student um, he went to high school in California. I believe it was Chatsworth and, uh, in high school. And I'm assuming this is his second high school that he went to after military expelled him. Uh, he starred in the sound of music and he played oh. Captain Von Trapp along with Mayor Winningham. Oh yeah. Who went to school with him right. as did Val Kilmer. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. All three of them went to the same high school. Um, Wow. So after high school, Kevin decided that he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And that's a move that you see happen a lot from people who come from troubled backgrounds. They go into comedy. Hi. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, And Val Kilmer, his friend from high school, said, hey, why don't you just go to Juilliard and study acting? (laughs) Right? And so (laughs) just that easy. But yeah. he got in, he went to Juilliard, he went for two years, and now here comes a story. And I want to see if you notice anything similar about this story and Kevin's Twitter apology. Okay. Okay. So um, here's the story. Val Kilmer says that uh, when they were students at Juilliard in the 70s, Kevin was having some money trouble and Val Kilmer's dad lent Kevin $18,000 so that he could pay his tuition and have living expenses and and remain in school, right? Wow. Kilmer's dad thought that Val and Kevin were really great friends. They went to high school together. Uh They're going to the same school after high school. Great. Um, Kilmer says it's really not the case. They weren't best friends, but okay, cool. Who cares about your degree of friendship? Because what What's important is that years later, after they both became stars, they met again in person. 
And Kilmer went up to Spacey and said, congratulations, you're doing great, but you ought to pay my dad back. I don't have much to say uh, to you until you do that. Wow. Kilmer says that Spacey then sent his father a check for $1,000 and some uh, sad song letter that was all lies. Now, wow. I'm going to say Val Kilmer does not have the best reputation in Hollywood. He is not an easy person to work with is what I hear. Right. Okay. So, okay, fine. So Kevin Spacey's PR people responded to that. And they said, 10 years ago, Mr. Spacey repaid in full an $800 loan with interest. The loan was made by Eugene Kilmer in 1979 um, to help towards Spacey's first year's college expenses. The publicist further states that the Oscar winner feels strongly he would not have ascended to his present status among Hollywood's elite without the generous support of Eugene Kilmer and many like him. There is even a kind word for his accuser, Val Kilmer, uh, whose uh -huh. face he remains particularly grateful for having pointed him to Juilliard in the first place. Huh. And so the move here is you say nice things about the people who are accusing you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Got it. So, Just like Anthony Rapp. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a thing. Um, wow. And as all of these... I don't know. As all of these uh, legal uh, charges start coming out, as Kevin has more and more people who are suing him for harassment, yeah. right? Things just get odder and odder. Um, so when Anthony Rapp issued his statement to BuzzFeed that Kevin Spacey's the guy that molested me, uh, or tried to molest me when I was 14. Kevin was uh, fired from House of Cards, and that's all about 2017. Um, in 2018, the Boston Globe ran a story about um, the journalist, and I forget her first name, but her last name is Unruh, and how her son was... Yeah. Uh, was... She's manhandled. an anchor, isn't she? She's a news yeah, anchor. Heather, I think. Uh, somebody with a political... Pro uh, sorry, a public profile who is a journalist, right? Heather, yeah. Claiming that her son uh, had been assaulted when he was 18 years old by Kevin Spacey. And by assault, it seems to be groping and touching, right? Um, okay. Unwanted and, and gross. Um, oh, I got, I got lost in all the groping. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so the Boston Globe's going to run this story, or it ran the story the day before. Uh, which was on Christmas Eve. And so Christmas Day, Kevin Spacey releases a video on oh, YouTube. Right. One of his, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's his, it's the infamous Christmas video where from Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Can you imagine putting out a Christmas video? God, you think people want to hear from you on Christmas? It's, I'm going to say, like, I watched it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of everything that I've read about it says, it's sickening. It's so gross. And, but it's the thing that, or what I'm, what am I trying to say? Everyone looks at this video as if it's his apology to the public for all of these allegations that are coming out against him and how he's innocent. Right. right. I don't read it that way at all. He's 
he is reminding the public and Netflix that he was a key and crucial figure in this series and mm. that nobody saw the character die. So therefore, there's an opportunity to bring huh. the character back in. And oh, okay. that's what all that is. It's an audition okay. for re reanimate me. Season nine. Bring me back whatever, in. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's all be friends again, everyone. Oh, my God. Uh, and so that's how I take the... Um, the video, the Christmas the video. video, yeah. Um, there's just a lot of ambiguity in this case. So, some not, like the Anthony Rapp, there's no ambiguity there at all, right? Right. But with the Unruh case, and I'm mispronouncing her last name, but our journalist, the, the news anchor, right? Mm -hmm. um, so her son says, Kevin Spacey came on to me when I was 18 years old. No surprise there. That's a, everybody, that's the theme, right? Kevin Spacey can't keep his hands yeah. off of young guys. And, yeah. and will not hesitate to touch you in front of your parents. Because wow. that was um, uh, Harry Dreyfus, Richard Dreyfus's son. Yeah. He and his father were at Kevin Spacey's apartment practicing, rehearsing is what they call it. I'm going to call it practicing. <laughs> practicing, right? Rehearsing together. And whenever um, Richard Dreyfus would look away or step out of the room, right? Kevin Spacey would put his hands on Jesus. Harry. Yeah. And oh so, um, so that seems to be the situation here with the 18 year old and the, uh, I'll just say the 18 year old Unruh's son said, uh -huh. yeah, the whole time that Kevin was uh, touching me, I was texting my girlfriend. Oh, Kevin's touching me. Gross. I don't know what to do. Sure. I mean, wow. I, I don't say sure. Like, sure. That's what was happening. I say, sure. Got it. Information. Yep. Right. So, uh, the defense has asked for the cell phone or the text messages or something, right? And the phone's now missing. And so there are these people that come uh. forward with legitimate um, charges who either don't have the evidence to back up the claim. And it just, it, right. it doesn't do anybody any favors because it does open up uh, ambiguity here. And so, uh I guess is really all I have to say about the whole Kevin Spacey thing. It's um, just not great. Uh, but it's creepy as hell. I'd be remiss if I did not share with you the best line of all time. Okay. Right. So one of the guys that's suing uh, Kevin for manhandling him is a journalist and says uh, he was like 30 years old when he went to interview Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey was like, oh, come to my house. I'm having a party and let's hang out. And so the guy did, and there was like a little bit of a party. And then, uh -huh. um, as the journalist was leaving, Kevin Spacey went up to him and was like, well, don't you want to stay? And don't you want to uh -huh. be with me? And the journalist was like, no, thanks. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to leave. And Kevin Spacey said, you want to fuck me, but you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember that. Which is a line I will find a way to use <laughs> somehow in the future. This is, I just love it. You want to fuck That's me, hilarious. but you're a coward. <laughs> Whoa, oh, I'm so horny now. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. So what was your apology expected? I have an apology expected. Yes. You said you had one. I do have one. Uh, this okay. morning, I desperately was looking. 
and I've, yeah. and I, um, I found one and it is a sad one. So okay. apology expected from Anne Hayes. Oh yeah. 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 Who drove her car at 60 miles an hour, apparently through an intersection, uh, Friday morning at 11 AM. So two days ago and drove into somebody's house and her car caught on fire and she is now in the hospital in stable condition, but initially yeah. she was in critical condition. Um, it doesn't sound good. I know that she's had, yeah. um, I shouldn't say I know. I have read that she has had battles with um, any number of issues from addiction to mental health. Yeah. And so I feel um, awful for her, but mm-hmm. I know there'll be an apology coming. Yeah, probably. That's kind of sad. I felt kind of bad about it, too, because I always sort of liked her. And I, she went out with Ellen DeGeneres, and I feel kind of bad for her because she went out with Ellen DeGeneres because that couldn't have been fun. That's just my opinion. But, um, but Ellen's and, but, but she queen seem, nice. <laughs> allegedly. But she did seem like she kind of was maybe a little bit unbalanced or something. So I, I think uh, she probably has gotten a, a raw deal from the world. At least that's my perspective on Anne Hish. So hopefully she's going to be good. okay. And uh, nobody was hurt in the house, were they? I mean, despite well, the, house was. the house was, <laughs> I mean, yeah, damaged. it caught That's on fire. It took sixteen firemen to put the fire out. Sixty six zero. Holy shit! Yeah, well, six zero really? reported right. And I don't think wow. at the time that anybody knew it was Ann Hayes. So this wasn't like a bunch of firefighters yeah. being like, "I'm going to get famous when I show up," and the <laughs> reporters take photos of me and the handsome fireman, and I'll have a calendar. And, you know, it wasn't that. I think it was that the car caught on fire um, and so did the house and awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. 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 Okay. Good luck. Yes, please. And we expect your apology. So my apology expected is completely unrelated to any of this stuff. Um, A Montreal mother is demanding an apology from police after officers intervened at a streetside lemonade stand operated by her two young sons. So 11-year-old Ness Partouche Massa and 8-year-old Ariel Partouche Massa. Shut up. I am so mad. Nope. That's their name. No, I mean an 8-year-old and an 8-year-old little girl and somebody was mean to her about her lemonade stand? She was a boy. Oh, well, either way, an 8-year-old. <laughs> an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. I should let you finish the story before I just start getting so outraged. <laughs> The 10 year old, I was like, all right, fuck that kid. An eight year old, how dare you? <laughs> so they've been trying to raise money for the Multiple Sclerosis Society of Canada because their mother, Ayana Massa, Massa, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2020. So the kids had raised $1,500. How do you raise $1,500 selling lemonade? What do you charge, like $10 a cup? I mean, what do you charge, $100 a you cup? You wear a bikini. How many people are buying lemonade from these people? I get their boys. You think they wore bikinis? That's, I don't know. It's possible. I, Grossly, <laughs> wildly inappropriate. So, okay, never mind. They were using. Okay, this is the funny part. They were. <laughs> they were using a megaphone to attract customers when an angry man approached them, saying, "You little motherfuckers, I'm gonna shut you down," and called the police. <laughs> So Ayana Massa said, it ended with the sergeant telling me my kids are not allowed to have their megaphone and that they don't want to have to come back here and arrest me. So the kids have continued to sell lemonade without their megaphone. And well, they, everyone is demanding an apology from the police. They don't need a megaphone now because they have the biggest <laughs> megaphone right. in the world, the press. The news. And so but good can for you those imagine kids. using a megaphone? 
in a, in a, in a neighborhood. I'm sure, I assume it's some nice neighborhood and they're out there with a the megaphone, probably at eight o'clock in the morning screaming, buy my lemonade, a hundred dollars a glass. Fresh <laughs> lemonade. How awesome. <laughs> I'm going to come to your neighborhood with a megaphone and see how you like it then. And, well, and, you know, the, the response to that is not to run over and yell at little kids. The response to that is of course not. go over and help them with their marketing <laughs> plan. Right. Right. You know, I mean, do something, but don't yell at that. I think it's hilarious that they called them motherfuckers, but I'm sure it was not funny at the time. How awesome if they just the whole time they were using the megaphone, like that'll be three dollars and fifty five cents, please. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our lemonade stand. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. here we are. Yeah, that's it from us. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. Have a wonderful... Uh, we will see you next week. Everything. We love you. See you later. We do love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>